0: Connected Man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane. 11.06 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750. WSB. We are uh, Shuck and Ducky of the man. Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us because you know we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jimmy Dupree. Mr. Connected Man in Washington, D.C. Hey, Herman, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. Iowa straw poll dead?
1: Yeah, uh, the Iowa straw poll is dead. Uh, the once-vaunted uh, mandatory Republican meeting the summer before the caucus, uh, was started in 1979, wow. is going down the tubes. Uh, the Iowa GOP, well, first off, I think uh, we've had some examples where the winner hasn't exactly had an impact on the race, and it's turned, and I think some believe, more of a sideshow, Mm -hmm. an expensive one than anything else. They tried to rejigger it, move it to a new place, you know, change some of the rules. But you had a few candidates, Jeb Bush and some others, who said, no, they weren't going to do it. And uh, it it became I think obvious that it was not going to be as big as before. And the Iowa Republican Party today pulled the plug on it. Now, two things about that: one, it was going to be right after the first Republican debate, which is August 6 in Cleveland. So, without that attraction in Iowa, there is a big gathering in your hometown in Atlanta by Eric Erickson that starts the next day, yeah at which already some of the Republican hopefuls have said they'll be there. And now it may be that that becomes a big stop. Uh, for Republicans, after Cleveland and the debate, you know, may fly down and have a little time for that red state gathering with Eric Erickson in your neck of the woods in August.
0: Is the red state gathering on the
1: seventh? It start. It actually starts yeah. the sixth, but Got the it. presidential hopefuls. There's already some scheduled to be there on the seventh, which is a Friday, the eighth, Saturday, and into Sunday, the ninth. So I think that could uh, really certainly help uh, Eric Erickson and his group get a lot of people down there.
0: Well, I do recall. When I participated in the straw poll back in 2011, you're right. The candidate that got that won the straw poll... That would have been Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman, and she did not move up in the national polling oh, no. that was going on, but because, uh, quite frankly, with all due respect, uh, her campaign stacked the deck yes. in terms of folk that they brought in, paid tickets for. I do recall that at the tent that we set up... For my campaign, they ate. They really enjoyed the Godfather's pizza. I don't know whether they were there for me or the pizza, but boy, we had some good Godfather's pizza that day.
1: Yeah, and that was the thing. I, I mean, if you're not familiar with the event, you could bring in supporters. You just had to pay yeah. tickets. Yeah, you got buy was, tickets for them. It was money that went into the yeah. Iowa GOP coffers, right? The, I think yep. that's where the money went. And so it was a big fundraiser for the party. Yeah. but It was also a big advertisement for your own campaign. But uh, I think there were some this year who just decided, you know, what? I don't want to go through that because it is a big investment of time and yeah. money to get your people there and more, and it was seen as not really not really showing off who had a chance more than anything else.
0: Yeah, and as I mentioned to the uh, listeners in the previous hour, uh, I came in filth, and a reporter thought I was about to drop out of the race, there and you go. E- even suggested that I drop out of the what race, those
1: reporters and know?
0: I didn't drop out of the race, and you know the rest of the story. Understand that the trade vote's having a little problem. Yeah, one thing before we get to that, I just want to mention one other thing on 2016, is that just
1: in the last few minutes, Hillary Clinton's campaign has released a new four-minute and fifty-six second video on youtube called fighter it's a video it's like a biopic in a sense on her work for the children's defense fund healthcare, and more so they're really trying to use she's got a big speech this weekend in new york on saturday yeah. and they're trying to use this to in a sense relaunch her campaign i don't know how much you know attention it'll get in that but it's it's interesting to watch the clinton team from afar right now highly organized doing a lot of work on the ground but of course they're sort of still way up there in the polls, and nobody gaining on them, and yet they're still churning this stuff out. So just a quick nod on that. On the trade thing, yes, uh, very interesting what's been going on here. First, I'm driving to work this morning, and I get to right near the White House, and all of a sudden the police walk out in the street and stop all the traffic, and I think what's going on. And then I get the email that says the president's coming to the Hill to meet with House Democrats. They let us sit there at that uh, traffic stop, at that traffic light right near the Washington Monument and the Ellipse for 25 minutes. What? Yes, before the president's motorcade came by. Yeah, and I can only imagine the backup it caused across the river into Virginia because of that. So the president came up here to the Hill, met behind closed doors with, uh, with Democrats in the House who, for the most part, want no part of his trade agenda. So I don't know no, Herman, uh, we've got two votes that are set uh, uh, for probably another hour and a half or so from now. It's entirely possible that he may get a big thumbs down from his own party, because yesterday, just to get onto this debate, we had a procedural vote. Most Republicans uh, voted for that, but there were a number of people who voted to start this debate that have said they're not voting for the underlying TPA and the other plans that will be up on the floor. And so they're going to have to have more Democratic votes, and only eight Democrats voted to even begin this. so. I don't know. It, it it could be that we're on the verge of a no thank you and a big uh, setback for the president and his and his, um, and his uh, efforts on trade. Re, uh, the president was described by some Democrats as being very passionate, very passionate, very eloquent in urging people to. Uh, vote for the uh, for his plans, but he also sort of jabbed at them a little and suggested that Democrats were not playing it straight and that they were uh, raising sort of uh, straw man type of arguments that weren't uh, completely true. So I'm sure that will not go down well with some of, uh, of, uh, you know, of the Democrats there. So we'll see. A big day for the president. And I I think there's a number of Republicans who really don't want to vote for this because of President Obama uh, being in office. But on the other hand, if you look back at previous trade votes, this is about the way it goes. You have uh, mainly Republicans voting for free trade, mainly Democrats voting against. That was true in the George W. Bush administration and true before. So it's a last-minute kind of thing here. We'll see if this last-ditch appeal by the
0: president works or not. Well, he did the same thing on Obamacare, twisted some arms and had some Democrats walk the plank, and they didn't come back. So I think some of the uh, Democrats are saying, wait a minute, uh, that could be a big backlash for this because of all of the the confusion. Well, I think for a lot of
1: Democrats, they they don't like, and this is pushed a lot by Labor, obviously, and uh, Labor argues that these free trade agreements result in a loss of jobs. Uh, Congressman John Lewis uh, from Atlanta was just on the floor a little while ago, and his quote is that free trade deals only bring, quote here, starvation wages and environmental destruction. Obviously, you have a lot of Republicans from the Speaker on down who feel differently they look at the big ports in their districts and and see the chance for more exports and you know it's just it's two different sides looking at this in two completely different ways i'm not sure where the votes are. It's going to be uh, you know, it could be one of those very close things or it could be that Democrats just refuse to listen to the president and then I would think that Republicans would probably pile on
0: against. Not that they're going to be listening to us have this discussion, but I think they try to make them too big and comprehensive. Why don't you, if it's something that the public can understand and they, they can see it's not going to be destroying jobs and things of this nature, they would have a much better chance.
1: Well, obviously, since the details of this, you know, agreement still haven't been released and that that's not being voted on today, I have to re-emphasize. I do think that that has been used by opponents, whether on the Republican side or the Democratic side, to raise sort of suspicions about the whole process. Right, right. And uh, you know, some of the things that have been said by the Republicans, too, have not really helped the, the cause either. But as of now, most Republicans ready to stand with the president, most Democrats not. It'll be an interesting day. When did you say
0: they were going to have a couple more votes? Yeah,
1: probably in the next hour and a half or so as we're talking, so a little uh, early afternoon. And, you know, it's one of those things where I I look back at the last big trade vote in the Bush years, and that was 215 to 212, and it was the same kind of thing. It was very, very close. Uh, Most Democrats voting against, most Republicans voting for. But there just seems to be, you know, what's happened since then is the Democrats have become much more liberal, leaning liberal in the Congress. The Republicans have move much more to the conservative side. And there's not as many possible Democratic votes for something like this. And, uh, you know, that could
0: be the big thing that, that kills this overall. We'll just have to see. Very good. You're headed to Miami for the big Jeb Bush announcement? Yeah,
1: Jeb is going to announce the former governor of Florida on Monday. He rolled out a big group of endorsements today. I think there were 11 members, 11 Republicans of the Florida congressional delegation that were on that list. I've spoken to a number of them in recent days. And, you know, they make the case that they think that uh, Jeb Bush, from his time as governor of Florida, has a record that he can run on. Uh, and has accomplishments that are viewed favorably not only by conservatives in the Republican Party, but others as well, and can reach out to moderates overall and can be a good candidate. But when you ask even supporters about, well, what about the Bush name? Is there Bush fatigue? Uh, I-, I had several Republicans from Florida tell me straight up, uh, you know, Bush, the name Bush is a good thing for him, and the name Bush is a bad thing for him as yeah. well. And uh, you know the the fact that we could have a Clinton versus Bush race in 2016, to me at least, would probably be something that might stick in the minds of some Republicans that they don't want to have that. They, they they'd like to have something different. So it, Jeb Bush certainly, I think, is in the top three right now, but. Yeah, I do think he's got a bit of an uphill uh, fight in trying to convince some Republicans that he would be their best choice.
0: I think it'll cause a lot of people to stay home. Maybe, you know, not necessarily, particularly that 20% in the middle that really hadn't decided, but you you just never know. Um, As a reporter, you know that he's going to run, so what are you going to be looking for?
1: I think, I, you know, more than anything, you like to. I like to go to these events, like I went to the Marco Rubio one, just to get a sense. You know, it's I one see. thing to watch it on TV. Yeah. It's another thing to be there and sort of get a feel for what are you dealing with. I mean, sometimes you go, and, and that's, that's why when I'm in Iowa and when I'm in New Hampshire, a lot of my colleagues can sit in Des Moines, they can sit in Manchester, and they can watch it all come in on the TV. And, you know, you get to hear what the people say yeah. and everything. But when you're in the room... And you get to see how the staff is uh, doing their job. You get to see what the organization is like. It tells you a lot about what you're dealing with. I always remember uh, just about every four years when you go to Iowa or New Hampshire, you always run into one campaign that seems almost arrogant. But they're usually very well organized, and it's almost like they carry themselves, Herman, as, hey, we're going to be the nominee, and your reporters need to realize this. You know, I think there was the Clinton team in 92. It was the Bush team in 2000. Uh, Howard Dean had that, but it didn't work out for him that well, uh, his campaign people. So, yeah, that's why I like to go and be there and drive to those far-flung places around Iowa and New Hampshire especially, because you get a feel that you just can't get watching it on TV.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree with that. And uh, we uh, appreciate your assessment and your sense of it, you know, from being there, because you do kind of pick up some things that you don't get just watching it on TV.
1: Yeah, it is true. So we'll see next Monday in Miami. Um, they're also going to go to the first Republican debate in August in Cleveland, hoping to go to the second one out in California as well, and then uh, already sort of planning next year, Iowa, New Hampshire. And well,
0: more. maybe you hadn't heard the breaking news. I'm going to be at the first debate Excellent. Then we we'll I didn't see you say there. in it, I said at it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. We can get you in that NCAA bracket there, Herman. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Have a good weekend, buddy. You'll listen to the Herman Kane show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Kane brings it to you every day, every day on the radio and at hermankane.com. Now, wouldn't that just shake things up? The first debate. Relax, Jamie i I'm not going anywhere.